Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we turn over to the next month and we are covering February 4th, 1989, NWA Saturday Night on TBS. I am sitting here with Doc and unfortunately not Hardbody Hopper. The Hopper man called me as a shoot five minutes ago to say he was stuck at work you know he he's gone back since his furlough and he's making great money so hey harper's not here but uh i don't know we'll see what doc and i can do on this lovely night as we uh move into february in a whole new i don't say whole new era because we're really going to have a whole new era in a couple months but there's a lot changing doc how are you we'll get into that in a second i guess uh uh, blessed and planning to be a blessing here uh hey man you gotta you gotta answer when the shoot job calls we're happy to have harper back in uh back into the workforce um first of all this less of a drag on the state economy down there in louisiana and uh he's not out there prowling at night for circle circle dot dot action so uh it's good to have him it's good to have him back in a job because he was doing nothing but like eating ass and beating off right i don't know about was that, that you was it, what, oh, you said you got a text from him at like 4 30 in the morning it was like dude i just beat beat off for like eighth time no it's a new he record. was he was leaving the i guess the girl's house to come home and texting at 4 30 and five o'clock and i mean you know I'm literally getting up like five minutes after he's texting me from you're my trying to day. get that you're trying to get that last ten minutes of sleep and Harper's trying to stumble home dude it was surreal. I mean you know but that's what you do I guess when you're single and man I woke up this morning I woke up this morning and I thought man I sure hope it's like three o'clock because that gives me some more time to sleep and it was like 5 30 and I was like mother of fucker how much what time was it 5.30. You know, you know you're getting old when you wake up in the middle of the night and it's only like 1.30 and you're thinking in your mind as you wake up, damn, it's like 5. And you're like, oh, it's only 1. Oh, my God, I got a few more hours of sleep. I can right, get here, let, me, let me pull back the curtain on this for everybody. We thought this week when Harper went back to full-time shoot job, 
we were like, well, because he's been, you know, he's been off work. So we've been recording at what, 6.15? Yeah, I so, mean, people don't realize so we get, we've been recording early. Yeah, so we get we get done a little earlier. It lets me, you know, participate in bedtime, do a few things before I go to bed. So, man, he's like, oh, brah, brah, I got my shoot job back. So we're like, okay, he's got to start at 7. And, man, all day today, we were going back and forth like, man, why does 7 o'clock feel like midnight? <laughs> Because you get up at five or before. Uh, yeah. And for, and and so, for, oh, go ahead. Well, and so, but we're happy to have Harper back in the workforce. Hey, man, the shoot jobs are wherever. Nobody's looking down on anybody for attending to their shoot job responsibilities because times are tough and uh, you got to you got to take care of the shoot job. Right. You do. And for anybody wondering, the only reason like we can't do this another day is um one of my kids, her activities are starting back. Um, so that's not going to work for like tomorrow. We thought about doing it on like a Friday, but no, as it, you know, is three of us aren't available then. So then you start just pushing it out further and further, which creates another issue. Cause then you're trying to make up time. So anyway, that's why we had to roll hey, without hey. him, but that's, we that. don't want to give anything away. Cause they don't like to jinx things till it happens. But one of these nights this week that Harper wanted to record, uh, we may be having a little something special occurring that the fans will get to hear about at a later date. So, uh, you know, keep a good thought on that one because uh, that'll be special when it hits. Yeah, don't jinx it. Don't say anything. I won't, I won't, no, no, you don't, you don't <laughs> count chickens before they hatch, son. Yeah, you definitely don't. Uh, so, hey, real quick before we get into a lot with this episode because uh, there's there's some things Doc and I want to talk about related to the episode because there's things changing. But I got to give some shout outs to uh, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry, Joe Ice for your generous patronage each and every month. And I need to mention a bunch of people moved over from Podbean this week and some new Patreon members. So I'm going to read them off. Uh, first, James Hills. Thank you very much. New Patreon member. Omar Brown, new Patreon member. Thank you very much. Drew Miller, longtime Patreon member, bumped up his pledge to become a BTT Hall of Fame Patreon member. Uh, another Hall of Fame member signed up this uh, this week. Jasper Jones. Thank you very much. Uh, Johnny Villain, a new Patreon member. Oh, Jasper, you are at the Hall of Fame level too, so let me not forget that. Johnny Villain, thank you for signing up. And then one other thing I got to say, Doc, because I got an email from a longtime listener who said he did not want to uh, want, want me to say uh, his name. He said, uh, he said uh, on the BTT Facebook group this past week, I haven't been on Facebook a lot, y'all. So just so you know, everybody out there, I'm I'm social media out. I do check some of the mentions on Twitter, but and I have, but I really haven't been in our Facebook group much. So I got a message from someone. He said um, regarding longtime listener Chris Sapita and Bobby Murray, and this Facebook group member said, Mike, I know you haven't been on Facebook based on what you had said on Facebook a couple of weeks ago, but you should know that Bobby and Chris are mad with you because you did not shout them out during the five year birthday show that we did a couple of weeks ago. Please don't say my name if you mentioned this on the show, but I think it would mean a lot to Chris and Bobby. So Bobby Murray, thank you for all your support. You are a big time BTC Hall of Fame Patreon member and and Chris Sapita. Thank you as well. Chris, uh, don't crank it too hard with Javorski when you hear your name. I love you, man. You've been with us forever. And I actually really feel bad about Chris because Chris has been with us for almost as long as like T-Hog 94, Doc. And 
Chris has put up like five different five-star Apple podcast reviews for us. So I, I feel bad. I really do feel bad for missing him because he's like one of our longest tenured listeners. So there's that. I had to mention that. Do you feel like that you finally came around to my way of thinking on uh, social media? I'm just exhausted. And that's just the devil, bruh. Well, something really pissed me off, but I don't want to get into it. Yeah, we ain't trying to be we ain't trying to be hostile tonight. Um, no, people on Twitter know what I'm talking about. If you want to know what what pissed me off last week, you can go to my Twitter and see it there. And it's not political. It's something pissed me off related to a couple of pictures I posted that had nothing about politics, but some a bunch of assholes out there decided to make it political. And that's all I'll say. Um, I thought we would break down the 2020 election tonight. No, thank you. We're no? a politics-free zone, so we okay. will stay away from that. And, you know, people come here, Doc, to be uplifted and to live, laugh, and love. What kind of, what kind of person <laughs> comes here to be uplifted is what I want to know. They, they love that, our humor. <laughs> that's a problem in society right there. You don't talk about getting your ass on a watch list. You know well, what's what funny is, is our women who who just can't fathom the fact that there are a bunch of dudes out there who like listening to us. We'll get, we'll get into that in just a minute. I have something to say about that, but okay, go um, no, I'm just, you know, Hey, y'all leave. Here's the other thing. You know, we're all living through stressful days of, of one kind or another. Cause these are stressful times for everybody. So I'm going to say this once. Y'all leave Mike alone. Let me pick on him because he can take it from me. He like he he worships me, so he kind of <laughs> likes it when I pick on him. But y'all leave Mike alone. I mean, huh. he's a sensitive fellow these days, and we don't want him doing the Von Eric thing. And and so y'all just leave Mike, poor Mike alone. Okay? I don't need you fighting my battles, but okay, Doc. I, uh, I'm pretty sure you do, Pumpkin. No, no, you don't. You don't even know what I'm talking about. But uh, you got any Dockaholic spotlights? I do, and this is going to be hilarious for you. Oh, okay. Please proceed. Well, my first Dockaholic spotlight of the night goes to Chris Cepeda. Cepeda. Um, That's what it said, actually. Hernandez. How about that? Oh, God. Okay. Uh, and he posted something on on our Twitter page that popped me. I thought and you don't do Twitter. I was over there the other day. Just, just, I was trying to make sure that I didn't need to do anything since you, di- you ditched to work on it. Okay. And anyway, he had a picture of what he thought LaFonda and Sasha on, <laughs> <laughs> on BTT was. So if you haven't seen it, you need to go over there. But basically it's these two broads, trying to manage pushing a empty swing set and having a colossal tussle. But so I, it, it made me laugh. You need to go see it. I can't do it with justice, but I can tell you this, you, you were talking about our, our, our broads, not, you know, they, they do not understand this shit at all. They don't. And not only do they not understand Mike and I, they really don't understand Harper. Like, I'll tell stories of Harper, and I just get these looks like, what the fuck is that? But more than Harper, they don't understand any of the Army out there and why anybody would want to listen to people like me and Mike talk. <laughs> Am I wrong? I, they don't 
they just don't get it. First off, they don't get classic wrestling. That's the first thing that is the blockage of not getting things. And then the second thing is the absurdity of the things we talk about is just too off the wall for them to even begin to fathom why we laugh, giggle, and why anyone would laugh and giggle with us and enjoy it. But that's all right, because we're here with the Army tonight. We're not with those broads. But I will also tell you, and man, I put this down quick, like Brock Lesnar going through a James Elworth match. Um, She was like Mulkey, and I was like Hawk. She was like, you know, maybe me and Sasha should come back on the show sometime because y'all are doing fun stuff like cereals and candy. And I was like, yeah, but it wouldn't be fun if y'all came on. <laughs> they were ruining the vibe. Right. It was fun because y'all weren't here. But, you know, you can't say that. Bitches can I mean, tell you everything you've done wrong for the past 20 years, but if you say one thing that's critical, they get upset, right? Remember how they ruined the BTT Christmas party that time? God almighty, I've never... I, the, look, I ain't trying to call it your broad or my broad fat, but I ain't ever been around a wet blanket that big before. <laughs> you and, and, and here's the thing that... And here's the part of the reason why they hate this show. You and I were drinking, and we were jip-jiving and socializing, and we were having fun, and it wasn't 100% about them, and they couldn't fucking take it. Couldn't take it. Couldn't handle it. And couldn't that's handle shoot. it. And that's a shoot. Couldn't handle it. It's like that meme where it's a it's a picture of a guy's uh, one-bedroom apartment, and all he's got is a lawn chair, a television, a TV stand, uh, sitting the television on, and he's got a controller going from the from the Xbox or, or PlayStation to the lawn chair, and he's got nothing else in his apartment. And his woman comments, "Dudes really be living like this and ain't and think ain't nothing wrong." And the dude comments and says, "You see, they don't want us to just be be at peace. That's, that's a right. that's that's what it is." So, and they better uh, get their they better get their act together because we're getting our football back this fall, and you know what that means. Don't talk to me on Sunday, woman. That's right. That's right. So, um, Chris Apita, uh, thank you very much. And I will, I'm going to have to post that video to the Facebook group whenever I get back on. Um, it was hilarious. It was I mean, and so the other thing is, I want to shout out um, in the other spotlight, um, the paint gun wizard who gave us a five-star review uh, last week on Apple. Um, he said he loves this podcast, but the Bruce Mitchell guy is an idiot. Yeah, I don't. I wonder why he said that. I mean, Bruce. Well, is... I don't know. Bruce got it. Bruce tried to start some beef with me a while back, didn't he? Uh, a little bit, but Bruce is snarky like that on Twitter. I don't think he meant anything by it. He does. He's got that like Twitter personality where he just like says stuff tongue in cheek. So no, he wasn't trying to start anything. All right. Well, but I I'll wonder. I'll let it go, but, you know, hey, maybe somebody out there was really defensive about Smoky Mountain and didn't, didn't, didn't appreciate his take on that. Well, no, I mean, like, I appreciate the fact that he posted the review for five stars and that he said he, he doesn't like Bruce Mitchell. But I wonder, like, I want to know, if you're listening to this, what did what part of that did you dislike? Because I'll tell you, I mean, I don't agree with I if you listen to it. I mean, you heard I told Bruce the things I disagree with him on. Um you know, I didn't shy away from I, it, and I we had a good what? discussion about it. There's a lot of things in this world we can disagree about. 
It's okay. Absolutely. We're, yeah, yeah. We're all grown. We're all grown up. Some people like Hennessy. Some people like cold beer. Okay. I've been. I can't wait till we get some levity in our lives, and I can start hating things that don't matter, like the fucking Eagles or some shit like that. You know what you I'm saying? A, you said a mouthful with that. I just because... want to, you know, I just want to see the Lakers back on the court and be like, man, I hate these motherfuckers, and not have it be life and death and shit. Yeah, that's a, and the and, and the real true. problem is wrestling could really fill that void, except they can't get out of their own fucking way. They can't. Get... I had to watch some of that shit with Latrell the other night, and I got to tell you, man, the current product has never been worse. I told you what to do weeks ago, but you don't. You're. I don't know if you trust it, and it's it's a very simple watch. And uh, I'm going to take criticism on this because I always do. But get that fast forward button ready and fast forward through the AEW bull crap. That's really stupid. But then when MJF is on, get your 15 minutes of fun in there or Jericho's on because I don't hate Jericho. Uh, Get your little 10 minutes of fun there and you'll be done in less than 30 minutes. That's all I'll say. I don't like I don't like I don't like the promotion as a whole, but give me that and I'm good. Well, but here's the problem with that. I got an eight year old. And I hate to tell everybody this. He's only interested in the WWE because for him, that's wrestling. Yeah, it's, he's, he's been brand managed, brainwashed by them. I know what you mean. That's right. So we're done, man. So if we're done with the current product. Maybe we should talk about the classic product. What do you think about that, Mike? Sounds like a good idea. So hold on. Let me get the video ready. So remember, we are talking, what is it? February 4th, 1989, Saturday night on TBS. And, well, Doc, I'm going to hit play since I've got the video uh, recorder going for it. We jump into this and... At the very start of the show, we see JR and Magnum TA open the show. Mm. No Tony Schiavone. Mm. Magnum tells us he is happy to be here. Eventually, Hot Stuff walks in, and he's going to cut a promo after his attack last week with his nose and his face bandaged up. Uh, we are showing a replay of that, and then Hot Stuff is going to cut a promo. Um, Doc, did they put, uh, did, well, did they put Magnum on that side so that he can hold the mic in front of people's faces? Or... Never mind. Yeah, I think you just stop. But this hey, man, Magnum um, Magnum looks sharp in that suit, though he does look the part. So Magnum, we'll talk about it in the weeks come, until Hayes takes over for him. He's not bad on commentary. Um, you know what is you know what his biggest problem is? What? So I always liked him as a promo, and he was very charismatic. But he knew how to. He knew how to yell at the people and get it going and, and stir it up. But he's a soft-spoken dude. And he doesn't talk in that mic enough. And he's too soft-spoken for that room. And a lot of times, his voice was kind of at, modulated at the same level as the, the – the, I had to really strain to listen to him. You yeah, know, JR can lift it, and, and Shivani is nasally enough to where it, it cuts through. But he has that deep voice, and he, does, he wasn't cutting a promo. He was just talking. 
Tony Tony uh, Schiavone projects well. He nobody. I don't know if enough people have said that about his commentary. Like we think about him from the nostalgia standpoint, but I don't know if a lot of people realize like Tony doesn't have like a deep voice, but he projects really really well on commentary. So well, I, like, and the that other works the, for him. the other thing is, you know, outside of Mark Lawrence and maybe some Bill Mercer, one thing Conrad gets right is Tony Schiavone is the voice of my childhood. Yeah, he well for me it's him and Jr. The Jr. kind of took over with Mid South, so like you know I always think of Jr. But um, it's a little bit different. I mean, I'll never think of Bill Mercer as like the voice of my childhood, even though he he called most of the world right. class shows. And here's here's the thing you don't understand about Bill Mercer, and I bet Lance has said this: that dude was super well respected in the in the field. He taught a class up at the univ- at the university up north of Dallas and Fort Worth. I mean, he was like a a dean of of like local broadcasting, and he was terrible. <laughs> we've talked we've we've talked about him. He's funny, man. He he botches calls all the time. Like somebody will do a brain so buster, and he'll he's call botching calls left and right. <laughs> and Mark Lawrence, God help him, has the the personality of of drywall. I don't know, man. They show those clips from Fort Worth sometimes where Mark Lawrence, because Mark Lawrence would call the Fort Worth show, the <laughs> Channel 11 show. And Mark Mark is better than Bill, but I don't know if it, people ever really want to admit that. Oh, he was way better. Way better. And he got and excited. I, like, like I, used to see the Saturday, I used to see the Saturday night shows a lot more than I got to see the Sunday night show that was uh, from the Sportatorium with Bill Mercer. So I saw Mark Lorenz a lot more than Bill Mercer. And uh, so he was more the the voice of my childhood, and then probably Shivani, and then Bill Mercer. Well, you know, Lance didn't miss either one of them. He was, he had tapes um, of them all. So I had a, I had a spreadsheet here that has um, Dude, every you, time they messed up. You need to leave him alone. He can recall anything at the drop of a dime when it comes to those shows. Whether you know, whether you, you know, or you know what it cure, what cured me of that. What? Massive alcoholism. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, all I right, struggle. So other... I struggle to remember your name by the end of these shows. Any other thoughts on Magnum replacing Tony Schiavone? And um, well, I mean, it's a major change. This is this is a this man. is a line of demarcation of some sorts. Well, if you want to hear each of the two, you know, broadcasters that we had last week tell the story and their troubles about moving north. Gosh, you would have thought Shivani would have fared better than Ross, because Jr. had that big fat Southern head and that Southern drawl, and I can't believe you know he made it up north, and then Shivani hated it up there culturally. Be careful what you wish for, man. I think Shivani hated it more because he was more heavily influenced by his wife at the time. Like, you know, if you got your woman yapping in your ear. Because because he said that if you think about when Shivani went up there and he talked about how he didn't like it and the wife didn't like it either. And then when he went back to to Turner 
And then, you know, he thought about for, I think there was at one point, you know, he thought about going back and she was like, I ain't going. And I mean, I understand. I wouldn't want to live in the Northeast either. No, no, nothing against our folks up there in the Northeast. I've traveled there. I've been there. I've been to New York. I've been to Boston. Um, I'm a Southerner. I, I don't know how else to say it. I, I like the Southern lifestyle. And um, if you like the Northeastern lifestyle, God bless you, man. I, that More power to you. But for me, I'm a Southerner. And like, I feel like Shivani's the same way. He's like us. You know, I mean, he's from... Uh, Virginia, but he's a Southerner and it's yeah. just, that ain't his speed. So, um, I think that was part of it, but this well, is, this and, is weird. And it's not, what I'm about to say is not Magnum's fault. And to be fair, Magnum is probably trying to step in and fill in and help out. So I get that. And I think Magnum would be one of the first people to say this. This is a step down now in the booth. You mean you're not gonna you're not gonna make up for? I mean, there's nothing he could have done to right to be. No, 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 no. That's what I mean. No, so the only not, person. Go ahead. No, no. It's so the, I'm not making fun of Magnum on the stick. He's just. I mean, it's not fair for him to try to fill those shoes, but he's doing it. So good on him. Know what they should have did? Uh, put Sting in there. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna talk about Sting later. <laughs> okay, Jesus Christ. Because you Man, and I, the only, the only thing crazier than that will be when we do the the Clash. Because I've already watched oh, that. God, the Clash. Speaking of the Clash, if you want access to the next Clash, and in the very next week, the Shy Town Rumble, you got to sign up on Patreon, tinyurl.com/slash/patreonbtt. Um, you know how we like a heel and a baby face in the announce booth. The play here would have been Cornette at this time. Now, I know Cornette in, in, in the coming years will do commentary. I'm saying I would have much rather see Cornette here with JR, but I understand, you know, Corny's still managing actively. You know, he's he's got the midnight, so it's not like he's going to do that right now. But um, I like the, that that play, but Magnum Magnum's fine. Now, they're going to replace Magnum in a few months with Michael Hayes, and as much as I like Michael Hayes and UWF with JR, God, I don't like Michael Hayes. In, on Saturday night, but we'll talk about that when we get there. Any other thoughts, Doc, on Shivani leaving? And um, man, it's, well, it's like a new off, world. Yeah, no, I don't like change. Um, well, I, you know, we had a brutal attack last week, and Eddie Gilbert's out of the hospital and standing in front of us on the on the video feed. Maybe we should hear from him. Let's hear from Eddie. See what he's got to say after that brutal attack. And it looks like he's got a broken nose and his face is all bandaged up. So let's go do it. Well, I know you got a lot to say, Eddie. Hello, Jim. I came back to the NWA to try to be a nice guy. I want to tell Ric Flair, Barry Windham, whoever's listening, turn up the volume right now. If you wanted to get rid of hot stuff, Eddie Gilbert or Ricky Steamboat, you should have dug a big, deep grave and pile of dirt on top of me because you break my arm, I'm coming back. You break my neck, I'll be back. You broke my nose, brother. You two better hope because this morning, Ric Flair, I heard you say that you and Barry Windham are the two hottest commodities in professional wrestling well i couldn't agree with you anymore because when i get finished with you you're both gonna be well done get my drift jim ross they better pray they make it to february 20th shot rubble all right hot stuff eddie gilbert ladies and gentlemen he's fired up he's gonna turn him into timothy well and stephen dunn <laughs> that would suck 
God, they were bad and smoky. Blah. <laughs> Blah. Um, uh. You know, that was a good promo. I mean, we, we've said over the last few weeks that we we prefer Eddie as the shit heel, but, I mean, that's a good babyface promo coming back after getting hurt like that. Um, here's my question, just as the common sense guy. Now, I've lived a charmed life, you could say. I've I've never really broken a bone, mm. but I mean I've broken a bone off in, in some bitches. But oh come on, di- grow up! That's well, Darren won't be listening today because Harper's <laughs> not here, so we can say whatever we want, right? Sure. Come on, man. Okay. What the hell, Harper? I told you to listen to you. I told you to listen to you, and I gave you a chance for the twelfth week in a row, and. What the hell, man? You wasn't even there. These two jerk-offs are talking about... What's that guy, Doc? He's talking about breaking off a bone and some broad. What the hell, man? Man, I if y'all could guarantee that Darren would be at a X-rated, I might actually show up just to kick that guy in the fucking ding-ding. Uh, I think he goes to him. I'm sure he does. He's probably out there in a tracksuit thinking he's some something hot <laughs> shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, all right, what were you saying about um, Eddie Gilbert? Broken bones. Breaking your bone off in uh, things. Yeah. If you had a broken nose, wouldn't getting, it, getting out there and yelling a bunch a week later hurt like a son bitch? I've never had a broken nose, but I could imagine it wouldn't feel too good screaming and yelling. I mean, you're exhaling, okay. you're inhaling, yeah. All right. That was just yeah. my thought on it, but, I mean, that's I'm I'm kind of playing there because – he cut a good, you know, we're treating this shit like it's real. He cut a good promo there for what was needed. Yeah, he did. So, uh, speaking of uh, some good things happening here, we go to the next match. It's the U.S. Tag Team Champs, Dr. Death and Kevin Sullivan. They defeat George South and Bob Emery. Um, Doc, any thoughts from this match? I thought this one was weird in the sense, and not in a bad way, just different. Man, these two guys put on a amateur wrestling clinic out there on these sun they work i mean it's weird seeing the devil working a body part you know yeah it is because you're so used to him just bludgeoning someone <laughs> and he got out there and showed some chops hey man the devil or kevin sullivan that is can wrestle never that's right that. man he can wrestle and, and he showed that off here and so it was a different side and i mean i like that he came out there look he's gonna slap him i mean he is the devil here he kicked him and we're watching the video feed but now he's back to the arm look yeah. at that working the arm putting it behind him stretch a man out work a body part the varsity club varsity <laughs> uh all right doc any other thoughts from it i thought this match went a while but i think it's to establish them as Hey, we're we're good technical wrestlers, so when we get in there and start putting this technicality on the Road Warriors, they're going to be in trouble. Uh, what's our timestamp? I need you to go back to seven oh five real quick for me. Seven oh five. Let's see. Well, we're at six fifty one right there. We got some hugging going on here. Hugging. And there's a brother. Uh, that's nice. Warren Moon out in the crowd. Look like a big clothesline from Dr. Death. We're at 7.05 here. 
Oh, oh the lady. Yeah. We, yeah, we are promoting racial harmony right there. We had a young Richie Cunningham get hugged by a big, what was that, Shirley from What's Happening? Look at these two idiots. This is probably Bruce Mitchell. But hey, man, <laughs> yeah. you know, I just, it gave me hope that we can all get along, you know? Sure. <laughs> all right. Um, any other thoughts, Doc, before we go to Steamboat, or do we even need to go to Steamboat's promo? I think we need to hear from Ricky Steamboat. He's going to be the challenger at the next pay-per-view. Uh, it's We need to hear what he says. I want to play it. I want to I mention this. I said this last week, maybe even the week before. We're not here for Steamboat's promos. Keep that in mind as we listen to this. We're here for Steamboat and Flair chopping each other down like redwoods. Here we go. Welcome back, everyone, to World Championship Wrestling here with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, who later today will be working out with three men in his preparation for the Chi-Town Rumble against Ric Flair on the 20th of February. You know something, Jim, when it comes to ability and when it comes to size and strength and power, that's what you put it all in to have a complete package in this profession. I'm not the biggest of all wrestlers. I certainly don't have the size and the power such as the Road Warriors. But I try to rely on my, uh, my ability, my agility in the ring, my speed, and also my, my line of thinking when it comes to this business of professional wrestling. Trying to stay one step ahead of your opponent is very essential. And as later on in the program, I'll be stepping into the ring with three pretty darn good wrestlers and trying to stay one step ahead of, ahead of them so that during this match on February the 20th, when I get down and out, I'll be able to stay one step ahead of Flair. Well, I'll tell you what, we look forward to that workout. Fans will have that workout with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat in just a few moments. But right now, we will have tag team action in the ring. All right, Doc, thoughts on Ricky Steamboat right there. So a lot of people may be thinking, how come you're not going to bag on him like y'all bag on Sting or whatever? Well, if Sting could wrestle like Ricky Steamboat, we wouldn't be bagging on him either. It wasn't bad. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's, I, okay. he, it's not bad. He's just boring. It's not bad, but I'm going to repeat what I said a second ago before I played it. We're not here for Steamboat's promos. I mean, maybe some maybe some people are. If that's your cup of tea, great. We're here for Ric Flair to talk him into the building. Steamboat can cut his promos and be all right. Flair will talk him into the building. And then when it's go time, that's what we're here for. So There's a, so here's, there's a business model, and it works. Right. Now... Now, for everybody out there who say, yeah, but you you guys always say you're here for the shit talking. Oh, trust me. We get that from Flair. We don't get it from Steamboat. I think we get it from Flair. And when we get it, when those two get in the ring, it's magic. So, and, and I'm going to tell you, that Clash interaction they have is special. Ooh, that's the best part of the Clash. It sure as hell is. That's the now, best part. Now, you and I had different views on the clash just in our preliminary, you know, pre-production meetings. Um, I like the clash better than you did, but we'll we'll get there when we get there. Uh, it's not bad. It's just that the pay-per-view is not much after it, so that's the thing. Anyway, well, let's not talk about that now because we're gonna we got two shows. I'm we trying, got a whole to, cla- I'm trying to yeah. talk them in the building to become patrons. I hear us. you. TinyURL.com slash Patreon BTT. Thank you very much. And uh, you will get the clash along with the Chi-Town Rumble that is coming up in the next couple of weeks. All right. Doc, any thoughts on the next match? We got the Fantastics who defeat Trent Knight and Eddie Sweat. Notice we got Tommy Young out refereeing we this sure match. sure do. That's a rarity on a Saturday night. 
More Teddy, now it is. Teddy, Teddy Long must have found him some some young strange rat, and he must be in the back. Just oh come on, just, just having whipping that Jerry curl, curl grease all over. Grow up. He's got that soul glow. And I ain't trying to be, I want to be racially sensitive during these times, but I don't want that stuff off his hair anywhere on me. (laughs) Uh, I remember one time we got into a discussion about uh, black women's hair on this show. You did? And you were like, bro, I don't even know first. (laughs) I don't know what's going on there. I've, I've, <laughs> oh man, I got so many hair products in my house between my wife and daughter. <laughs> oh boy. Does anybody I have a weed? So much. No, not really. I mean, like, every now and then my wife will get braids put in, so I guess technically, but like, I mean, she, she's just, no, no, no weave. Look at no Tommy weave. Rogers sitting on some rat's lap. Wow. Hanging out in the crowd because he ain't even needed in the ring. <laughs> Brother, how are the rats in this town? Is that how right? Rats in this territory. That's exactly it. Bro, right. how are the, the rats in this town? Like, okay. Uh, any other thoughts, Doc, before we go to the next promo? Because we got to talk about something uh, that happens here. No, what? I think, no, I don't think I have any notes there, Pally. Well, here goes the network messing up on us. I knew that was just a fucking circle. Yeah, it's all messed up. Um, but if you give me a second, I can, I can, I can, um, I can get us back. It locked up again. Jesus, what is man? I think Harper said. I think Harper said it best last week. This is shit we pay for. It ain't like we're out on YouTube trying to get shit for free. We we put in money on this shit. Yeah. That's and this is and this is what we get. Meanwhile, they're down at the investor call talking about their digital platform. We need to bust in on one of those investor calls, do a run in on them, and tell everybody on Wall Street how the how we're getting butt fucked by the company. I'm still mad that they messed it up. But, you know, it worked fine months ago. Hey, 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 you've worked in a corporate environment long enough to know it ain't about improving things. It's about flapping your wings so that you look busy. That's true, too. All right. Let's see uh, if this works. If not, I'll have to pull up the um, the the hard drive version that I have on my laptop. Uh, so I got I got a question. Did we see did we see him last week? Who? Who? Goddamn pal pronouns. Matsuda. Well, no. That's why we need to watch it. So, Man, this that, is too much change for me. I can't <laughs> handle this shit. I need my Woodby and shit. I need to go get my, my special blanket. This is sad. Let's go to JR, Barry Windham, Ric Flair, and Hiro Matsuda, who's out with them. Here it is. Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, once, uh, once again, ladies and gentlemen, I am joined by the two finest single athletes in professional wrestling today, the heavyweight champion of the world and the U.S. champion. If you were with us here this morning on Championship Wrestling, you saw them introduce their new mentor, Hiro Matsuda, to the world. By this time, Mr. Matsuda needs no introduction. I believe that everyone in the wrestling world knows that Mr. Matsuda has bought Ric Flair's 
and myself contract for an unnamed sum of money. But believe me, this new corporation that has been formed is going to be one that is going to put the wrestling world on its ear. Mr. Flair and I are richer than we ever imagined. And in the years to come, we are going to have more things, more possession, more friends <laughs> than we ever dreamed that we would ever have. Now, just a short word to Mr. Luger. Mr. Luger, coming up very soon, you are coming after the United States Heavyweight Championship. As I have told everyone before, Bam Bam Bigelow being the last man, you can't do it. You can't carry the load. It's already been proven with Ric Flair once. You step into the ring with me, you're going to be very unsuccessful. Well, I hear a report that it was seven figures. To him. Until you have experienced a beautiful Japanese woman, you have no idea how gracious the Japanese culture is. The bottom line, Mr. Matsuda, the Yamasaki Corporation, Mr. Wyndham and myself have put together a multi-million dollar deal. Steamboat, take a look at this gentleman right here. My friend, it's no secret, Japanese blood runs in your veins. Think about it, Steamboat. You came out here and you said, when I get down and out, Pal, you talk about conditioning in Chicago. Woo! You're gonna look at me and say, champ, slow down. Woo! You're moving way too fast. <laughs> Bottom line is, this could be the greatest wrestling experience of all time. Certainly the richest. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you hear it from Ric Flair and Barry Windham and their Japanese conglomerate. Now let's go up to the ring and another conglomerate. And oh, God, <laughs> Ric Flair. Um, Doc, your thoughts? Man. <laughs> Why is everything I love being taken from me? Uh, are you talking about JJ? Well, it started with Arn and Tully. Then it's Tony and JJ. This is bullshit, man. I mean, you can't I'm... blame Arn for leaving based on what happened. But he, he'll be back this year, so, you know. Here's, here's the thing. I felt like Wyndham was struggling out there because they had asked him to be something that wasn't natural for him. I'm not exactly sure what it was. I guess it was corporate type. So he used Mr. a lot, but that's not really who he is. So it felt awkward, not bad, awkward. Rick's just Rick. So he ain't even give a shit. But when he no, says, okay, he he's just talking about banging Japanese women, which good Lord, it's just, yeah, he just switched the the bra that he was sticking it in, but <laughs> he but, said, but he, he did said, say it was going to be a wrestling experience. You can't the greatest of all time. You can't appreciate the Japanese culture until you've had a few Japanese women. I was like, <laughs> he just well, doesn't I care, mean, man. What's wrong with that? I'm not to look. It's Ric Flair, I mean, I, man. What do you think about the Asian broad, man? What? 
what do you think about the Asian broad in general? Well, you always say that white broads aren't your cup of tea, so I was just trying to yeah, see. Okay. I don't I don't discriminate. A woman is a woman at the end of the no, day. No, that's not what you said in the past. That's no, not I I've no. You're 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 taking me telling you what a personal preference is as to me de- de- demeaning or degrading uh, another type of woman. I just tell you what my preference is. That doesn't mean what's your, that I, what's your I, preference. I'm not going to relitigate this right here, okay? Well, we we've talked about this a million times on this show. Oh, you yeah. like Lily White, so there you go. That's what not does my preference. that mean? Means what it means. I don't appreciate that those kinds of words at all. Well, you say a lot of things I don't appreciate, so there's that. Okay. Well, can you imagine if we're going to get into a war of words over tempo of a match and who's got better cardio? We better tune in for this shit. What are you talking about? Rick and Rick, Ricky. Yes. Um, I mean, when, when they say, okay, so it's one thing. And I thought it, I mentioned it at the time that I thought it was a nice touch from the, the commentators from Jr. and Tony when they said Luger leaned at, leaned out for the match at the pay-per-view so that he would have the stamina to go with Rick. That's a nice little factoid. But if we're going to start getting into Ricky and Rick, Richard, his name is Richard. He was Ricky when he was a kid. We're talking about Rick and Steamboat and Flair starting to want to outdo each other from a cardio perspective and a work rate perspective. I feel like I need to call my cable provider pretty soon. Yeah, you better call your cable provider if you want to. These motherfuckers are serious about this shit. Chi-Town Rumble is something else. I'm looking forward to doing that pay-per-view. I mean, there's a lot of good matches, but obviously Steamboat and Flair on that thing is just magical. Um, Any other thoughts on the promo, Doc? I, I mean, the Yamazaki Corporation. Who? Man, that, that, I mean, that was some true heel shit in the, in the late 80s, though, right? I mean. Yeah, I mean, you got to figure in the, in the 80s. Well, this is 89, so, I mean, you're 40. Yeah, but we, were getting, years we were getting some work. We were getting some words that we can't say about that group, even in Smoky Mountain into the 90s, where you shorten it up a little bit so that it's kind of like a abbreviation, but it's not sensitive, you know? I think that word is, is used at the end of this episode, so we'll... we'll, we'll is it? Yeah, that's important. So. They didn't. I'm surprised. In all honesty, I'm surprised they didn't cut it out. Well, it's funny because they do cut it out in a couple of months when Hayes says it again. It's just, it's weird. Like how they cut it, you know, I don't know. It's one of those things. So they're selectively woke is what you're saying. I I don't know. Look, they can't get things right. Like Tony Schiavone always says with the television production. So who knows, man, who knows? Um, You know, they catch things they want. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. So, but I mean, that was back when just being, you know, there was this thought in the eighties that the Japanese were going to take over America economically. And so. Um, that's a, I mean, that, that will, that will cement Rick as more of a heel in siding with the enemy than he's been out there with the horseman, I would think. Oh yeah. With, with him and JJ, I mean, you know, with him and JJ is one thing, but now that you bring out, you know, the thing about Matsudas too, is you bring him, you roll him out there. He doesn't say a word. So he looks like this evil Japanese person who's, you know, funding now, things and there's not a and, word that could have come out of his mouth that was would have been more effective than him just standing there and not saying anything that's right with that look on his face you are so right 
So after all of that, after Rick tells us, you know, you've never known the Japanese well, culture until well, you've had a couple well. of, you've had a couple of, uh, you know, um, Japanese women. You've never known the Japanese culture. Uh, you, if you're watching on the video version, we saw Abdullah defeat David Heath and Gangrel, uh, buddy. What? That's Gangrel. Who was? David Heath. Oh shit! I didn't even realize it. I mean. You know what I'm saying. Mr. Luna Vachon, the guy who was the mentor for Edge and Christian when they showed up. That finisher was stiff. i tell you that much. When Abdullah dropped that elbow on him, God he's just damn. Paw- he's just pawing at his face, too. It's, yeah, it's, it's, uh... anyway. So, um, I, I did what have a got? question about, I did have a question, though. Okay. Um. Uh, and it goes back to the horsemen or like I get if Tony leaves, there's not a lot we can do. But and I get these times are different. And Condry just up and left. But JJ leaves and we couldn't do an angle with this. Couldn't do an angle with what? Like. I don't know. He gets. This horseman stolen from him by the Japanese businessman. Nah, man, that's not how. I, no, it it was. That's how quick it was. Like I think the story was something like you know JJ had the meeting or whatever up there, and it was like, all right, well I'm out. And then while JJ, while they booked, you know, got JJ, JJ then. I, th- I guess they inquired about Tony and JJ called Tony and was like, hey, man, they're asking about you. And Tony's like, all right, yeah. Like, it happened. It happened in a, in a blink of an eye. So there was going to be no, there was no plan to, all right, well, let's do something. Nah, he just jetted. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you're thinking about, like, I hate to say it like this because you're actually thinking about it right. You're thinking about it logically from a wrestling standpoint and a storyline standpoint. How could we have done this to where it would have made more sense? But he, I don't want to say he left like a thief in a night, but I mean, that's basically what it was. Right. So there wasn't going to be, there was no opportunity for a storyline over, you know, whether it's a month or two months time. He was, he just bounced. He was like, I'm gone. Yeah. And that was that. Uh, so anyway, uh, like I said, Abdullah, the butcher defeats David Heath. Um, real quick, because you were talking about something with Matsuda. JR continues on after the Flair promo during that Abdullah match, and JR mentions that the Japanese are trying to take over. He claimed the Japanese are trying to take over and buy the Dallas Cowboys and hey. the Sears Tower. So, hey, to what Doc's saying. Go ahead. Let me tell you something. If the Japanese or any other foreign entities out there listening, Y'all can deliver a Super Bowl. <laughs> Come buy them. <laughs> we can we can talk we can talk about a deal, pal. Uh, so we'll keep going. So that's just kind of solidifying the point that you made that you know he, they were this evil. The Japanese were this evil entity trying to buy up uh, American staples like the Dallas Cowboys and the Sears Tower. All right, Rick Steiner then goes on to defeat Pretty Boy Lloyd in the next match for the uh, TV title. Doc, any thoughts? 
No, not really. I mean, this is the first time I think we've seen Pretty Boy. Um, Steiner's rough with him. What would you expect? He's pretty damn rough with him. Can you imagine right there that that picture you have on the screen with a fucking big-ass phone and having to call your cable company? For a pay-per-view? Man, now I just flip over to the network, and when it's on, hey, boy, come here, watch this. Parent yourself yep. for the next four hours while this pay-per-view's on. While this bullshit is on, and right. it's clocking again. Um, yeah, I, I can't imagine calling. I I just can't. It's such a foreign thought and concept now. Like, the way we work now to where we, when we want to watch pay-per-views... And, you know, for like in fairness, it's not just, um, you know, it's not just like WWE. It's like Ring of Honor has their own streaming service now. So, like, if you if you have Honor Club, it's the same way. You just log in and watch your pay-per-view. You think, don't have think about to this. call. My kid, man, my kid is into this shit right now. Like, he's out of school for the summer and, like, I'll come out be working in the bedroom and come out and he's watching a Royal Rumble he's seen five times he don't know any of the struggle none think about what you would have done if somebody uh, an angel from heaven just let you watch one pay-per-view ever (laughs) That I, mean, I, didn't see a, I didn't see a pay-per-view until the 90s, you know? You saw one in person, which is more than I saw. We'd have had a better chance in getting in our cars with our parents and hitting 2.2 gigawatts and going back to 1959 or some shit than have somebody, anybody in our lives, plunking down $30 so that we could see three hours of pay-per-view quality wrestling well, and this kid is eight years old and has access to everything that's ever existed when you say i saw one in person which what are you talking about didn't you see the crockett cup that wasn't a pay-per-view oh it wasn't a pay-per-view um that's why i clarified i was like what do you mean i saw one in person no um dude like i mean for starcade we had to get them on the vhs and and watch them a year two years later um I didn't see a pay-per-view live until it was one of the Super Brawls in, what, 92, 93, something like that. That was like the um, Sting and Vader when they killed each other or beat the piss out of each other in that match. Um, So, like, yeah, I can't imagine just having access to it all. We've had that discussion a million times. Everything's at, at our fingertips now. Meanwhile, white privilege out there is watching the same Royal Rumble for the 15th time and telling me the order that they're going to come out before their music plays. Good for him. Uh, all right. Did you have anything? And, from I, the and, I, and I realize that makes me sound a million years old yelling at the new generation for not understanding the struggle. But that struggle was that struggle was real. Yeah, it's it's the same thing as our parents telling us, hey. You 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 don't know what it was like when we didn't have TV. Man, I couldn't have done that. That's bullshit. <laughs> I mean, these kids today can't do it without cable and streaming services. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same thing. You said something. Not streaming service. Service says. That's what I'm saying. They got to have Netflix 
and Amazon and Disney Plus and the right. network. And then I walk out there and I'm like, what's this? And Mrs. Doc will be like, oh, we rented this movie. What the fuck is that about? <laughs> Why are you renting anything in today's day and age? Until, oh, we reach, man. until we reach the end of every one of these streaming services, y'all need to make ring that shit out like a fucking sponge. <laughs> okay, let's get back to the show. Did you have anything from the Varsity Club promo? I didn't have anything. It was real short. Yeah, I don't think I had anything either, except, man, we'll talk about it at the Clash, but... Yeah, because they're, they're, getting, they're getting wound up for the Clash. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got Kendall and Barry Windham with Hiro Matsuda. They defeat Mike Justice and Robbie Weiss. Kendall actually wins with a bulldog. So there you go. They're teaming up the Windhams. Doc, any thoughts on that? You know, I don't have a problem with it because it, it's going to help Kendall get a rub. And God, he's going to need it. Yes. I mean, if he's gonna now, if he's gonna stand out there with Rick and Barry, I don't care how much of the family resemblance is there. One of these three doesn't look like the other two. <laughs> it's gonna be Kendall, but we'll deal with that on a different day. Yeah. All right. So then, after Kendall and Barry win, we get the Midnight Express. They defeat the Mask team known as the Terminators. Bro, I, um, I did something the other day, so. Latrell has this new thing on top, and when he can't watch wrestling, because Mrs. Doc is like, enough of this shit, he whips out his iPad, and he likes to hear all the theme songs. Okay. And he's got a list. He's got a list. Like, when he sees a new wrestler that he doesn't think he's heard their theme song, he'll write it down so that later he can remember it. And, like, his favorite is, is Zack Ryder, because he goes, woo, woo, woo. But anyway... He kind of likes Rick's theme, but I said, you know what the greatest theme song ever is? And he's like, no, no, what is it? And so I started playing the the real Midnight Express theme. Mm-hmm. Because it's the, it's the greatest theme song in wrestling history. It's a and he looked song. at me and was like, he looked at me and goes, I don't get it. And Mrs. Doc was sitting there and she goes, what is this shit? This is like, man, I'm stuck in quarantine with these motherfuckers. <laughs> I was like, we need another BTT Christmas party or some shit. And this is they don't get it, man. This should... is why he's drunk all the time when he does this show. <laughs> this is this is why this is why you were like, should we? Should we wait for Harper? And I'm like, no, man, I need to get away from these motherfuckers. Let's record tonight. (laughs) Well, we couldn't wait for him, but yeah, I got you. (laughs) All right. Uh, Speaking of, uh, well, the Midnight Express defeat the mass team known as the Terminators. Anything from that, Doc? No, they're looking good. I mean, we're going to see them really get it on with the other Midnight Express, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see how that goes. (laughs) <laughs> let's see how that goes let's see how that goes so all right uh we'll keep going lex luger's up next he's got a promo he's got a cut let's hear what lex has to say and what's been going on with him and and um you know what he's got to say about flair here it is 
man standing here beside me, the total package, is a man certainly used to being in the hot seat. So I'm going to put you in the hot seat right now and ask you a few questions. You know, Ric Flair has gone on record as saying he's never going to wrestle the total package again. But I happen to know that you've got the U.S. heavyweight title really in your sights now. So if, by chance, the U.S. title around your waist, how can he help but recognize the number one contender, the U.S. heavyweight champion, as a title competitor? That's exactly how I see it, Magnum. It's a very astute observation. <clears throat> you see, Ric Flair, I've had a lot of legal obstacles in my way since our last match. You won't give me a rematch. Apparently, you have a select list of who you wrestle and who you won't. Well, I know one thing. you got a big match come up with Ricky Steamboat, and I know if he becomes champion, I know he has every attribute necessary to become the next World's Heavyweight Champion. I don't have to be in a not wrestle list. He'll wrestle everybody, Flair. That's something you're not doing right now. So if I do beat Barry Windham on February 20th, as U.S. title holder, it does, automatically does make me the number one contender to the world's title. Well, there's one more thing you've got to realize. You've got to beat the man. You've got to beat Wyndham. How can you defend the superplex, the lariat, and the claw? Well, Barry has a lot of offensive weapons. I just saw a very impressive display by him. But one thing's for sure. I've become a student of wrestling. I've watched him on film many, many times. I'm prepared for as much as I ever have been. And what I'm going to do is wrestle the match of my life and hopefully become the winner. Thank you very much, Lex, for your time. We've got a big match coming up here in the ring, a workout of sorts, Jim Ross. We certainly do, Magnum. All right, Doc, any thoughts on Lex right there? I thought he was pretty good. He's decent. I mean, he's got to be a little bit demoralized that he got knocked down on the pecking order a little bit and gone from fighting for the world strap to the U.S. strap, but that's life, man. It's life when Steamboat comes in, and you're going to get knocked down a notch. So, all right. They then go to this, uh, I don't know, this this Steamboat does this training session where he's, you know, wrestling Bob Cook, Dustin Rhodes, and Rick Diamond. Uh, you know, I don't know what to think about it, but um, I've got some audio from it. Let, let me hear your thoughts while I fast forward to where we're at with the audio it's not my favorite thing in the world either because it to me it sort of exposes things and it makes it more clinical than i like where it's you know i get it but i don't like it and but i do like the one that they did when daniel pewter almost broke kurt angle's arm because that shit would have been phenomenal to see not that i hate kurt angle but just for the, some kind of explosion like that to happen on live TV. That was good. That was good. That training session. I wish, uh, yeah, he took, he got angle, but uh, back to this though. Um, let's listen to some commentary from flair during the training session. I got two sound bites. Here's the first one. Did I hear you equate that knee drop of Dustin Rhodes to Ric Flair's knee drop? Nothing. Did I hear you make that equation? Did I hear somebody out here holler, taking the school, Ricky? Who are you talking to? Nobody going to school unless Ric Flair's out here. I that phrase, it's mine. These three guys, in the same breath as you are, you're truly Richard Flair, the world champion. Carol, listen to this. 
that wasn't the point whatsoever. All we were saying is they were going to try to execute some of the same maneuvers that you have utilized so successfully over the years. Let me say something to you. There's a million wrestlers around the world today that have tried to execute maneuvers like I do, but the bottom line is they're a list of nobody. There's only one Ric Flair that goes out there night after night and performs unparalleled to anybody in this sport. And Ross, you're making me hot. Go uh, cool off, is all I can say for you. The guy in the ring's the one that's making him hot. You and I may have nothing to do with that. He's, he's losing his composure here, unfortunately. I think that'd be the understatement of the year. Why don't you put me in there with three guys? I'll tell you why. I'll beat him in 30 seconds, not five minutes. All right, fans, we're going we're gonna to get out of here. We're going to be right back. The, the workout, Dragon is definitely getting more than ready. We'll be back with more of this in just one moment. So they're going to come back in a second, and then I've got another soundbite to play. Doc, you got anything from what Ric Flair said right there? The one that got me is, Ross, you're getting me hot. <laughs> making me hot. <laughs> you're making me hot. <laughs> All right, so let's go to the second part of this. Uh, they go to commercial. JR, when they come back, tells us it's a chaotic situation broke out between Flair and Steamboat, of course. So let's go to that now. Here that is. Wrestling fans, during the commercial break, you talk about a chaotic situation. It really broke loose here in the studio. And Magnum, I have never seen Ric Flair and another human being, specifically Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, go at each other during the commercial break like we just saw. I have always known Ric Flair to be the most composed athlete I've ever seen in my life, but to say he was unnerved would be the understatement of the year. Let's take a look at this action. We couldn't even talk over it. I mean, we, this was happening too fast for anybody. Well, I'll tell you what, fans, we didn't even have a, we were we were away. We were, were standing and waiting for during our commercial break, so we didn't even commentate this match. This happened while you were watching the commercial at home. Here's what happened. And Flair, yeah, I'm going to... He slapped him right in the face, and I want to tell you something. You talk about heck breaking loose, and this is brutal, but they ain't seen nothing yet, Magnum. This confrontation is out of hand already. Talk about letting your ego get out of check. Ric Flair comes out doing an organized workout. Rick Steamboat coming out here showing his stuff, and now he's showing Ric Flair his stuff. Put the man up in the air, throwing him around like a proverbial rag doll. Is this ring a jinx for Ric Flair? It was three weeks ago when it, it all came down when the Dragon returned to the NWA. An upside down in Flair in a $1,000 suit. Man, his, his shoes, it's like a mortgage to buy his shoes. It's, uh, he's dressed to the nines and Steamboat ripping away at the clothing of nature boy Ric Flair. And this battle that will all be settled on the 20th in Chicago is unbelievable. This is raging. Well, that workout he had in the ring was certainly just a warm-up because he warmed himself up real good on Ric Flair. He dished out all the punishment that Nate could ever want to handle. And Flair makes some very derogatory marks to Steamboat fans. This thing is boiling literally over. The evidence of studio, look at Flair. I mean, Steamboat's chest beaten to a, I mean, a pulp there. But the Dragon stood nose to nose one more time with the champion. And fans, when we talk of champions and you talk of tag team wrestling, you have to talk about the Legion of Doom, the role. All right, I paused it. Did you see the whelps on, on Ricky's chest? 
Rick got in a few there, and these two continue to give you reason as to why you need to buy. You need to call your local cable provider so that you can be a part of the action at Chi-Town Rumble. Man, I mean, Rick's got to do... Rick's got to make him look strong there because that's the that's how this is done. But Rick got his his stuff in too. Oh, they both got their stuff in. I mean, he's and he's out there wrestling in alligators, which it's got to be a little difficult. You know, let me tell you this other thing about this. This is this is where the rubber meets the road. They, this is the beauty of wrestling. They basically just had a match that ended in a no contest that was un- unannounced but nobody who ever talked about it as a match but they they essentially rolled them out there had them beat on each other for a little bit chop each other down steamboat strips rick down as you know rick can only get stripped down and it it's just it's it's one more piece of the ticket of damn i gotta buy this pay-per-view these sons of bitches will kill each other and once again you're one of the 75 people in that room for a couple of minutes, you got to see the world's best get it on. That's true. That's true. Okay, Doc, we're going to talk a lot more about Flair and Steamboat in the coming weeks with The Clash and next week, Saturday night, and the pay-per-view. But for now, any other thoughts on it? Man, I'm excited about it, to be honest. And I guess if you're not a patron, this would be the time to find out the, the available money because we're going to get it on tinyurl.com slash patreon btt all right we're gonna be we're gonna be as good at that we're gonna be better at that show than flair and steamboat were aren't we? <laughs> yeah let's 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 be great let's be great let's, <laughs> let's be, great. be great right kenny byersdorf and ryan in auburn let's be great like russell wilson always says okay let's go to the roll warriors now and if i was kevin sullivan i would start running let's hear what a fucking animal have to say here it is of champions and you talk of tag team wrestling you have to talk about the legion of doom the road warriors and no matter where it is in chicago or cleveland it's going to be bad it's going to be physical jim ross is shooting all the people out there can see there's a lot of excitement going on here in world championship wrestling and right in front of everybody stands the legion of doom number one in tag team wrestling now a lot of guys came out here kevin sullivan and talk crazy but where are they now? They are another wrestling organizations trying to make a stinking name for themselves. You are not going to live past Chicago, Kevin Sullivan. You're going to pay. Tell them, Hawk. Kevin Sullivan, the only reason there's no fear in your eyes is because you're dumber than a gas pump, Kevin Sullivan. You're about as sharp as a bowling ball, punk. A lot of guys that walked around when we were in Chicago as kids and said they were going to do this or they were going to do that. But when we ran into them face to face, they crawled like dogs, begged for mercy because they thought that would get them an easy way out. Well, that didn't work. We beat them worse. Chicago, good for us, bad for you. Tell them, Paul. You know, Jim Ross, you said. Sorry, Stephen Javorski. I'm not listening to Ellering right there. If you want to crank off to him later on, on your own time, please do so. Uh, if I'm Kevin Sullivan right now, Doc, I'm running. I want no part of this. And it's in Chicago. Let's don't gloss over that. Jesus, Lord. Hometown advantage. I don't want no part of this. None. I of do. It. I want to. I want to watch them beat the <laughs> living piss out of one another. 
Well, we'll see. All right. Uh, as we keep, any other thoughts or keep going? Well, who's out with Butch Reed? Well, we got Hacksaw Butch Reed out there, and Hiro Matsuda is with him. And Butch Reed is going to defeat Jerry Price. I don't have any other thoughts from it as Butch wins. So is this a new horseman? Is it Butch Reed, Kendall Wyndham, Barry Wyndham, and, and Rick? Is that what this is, is now? I'm not going to call it that, but, um, you know, stay tuned, I guess. All right. Well, fuck me. <laughs> why Why are you still stuck on, on who the new horsemen are? What is this? You keep, I need you keep it. bringing it up. I need it. Well, I don't know what to tell you, man. That ship sailed. We'll, we'll revisit the horsemen in another couple of years, though. There we go. Okay. Doc, I got to play this. You got to play it, but come on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sting is out here. Let's hear what Sting's got to say. Here it is. Welcome back, fans, to World Championship Wrestling here on Superstation TBS. I thought it might settle down a little bit. But no, it certainly won't. Hacksaw Butch Reed, Chicago, February 20th. February 20th, you know, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not looking forward to it in the fashion that I would like to. You know why, Rusty? Because Butch Reed has come out. He's given me an invitation to do just that. But I want him to come out here on the air. The next time, Butch, you get some airtime, come out and say something nasty about the Stinger. Example, maybe you could come out and say, Stinger. I don't like your haircut, man. I'm bigger than you, I'm better than you, and I'm gonna beat you up because I don't like them little kids that paint their face. Whatever you want to say, just do something. Make it nasty. Make me lose my composure. Kind of like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat just did to the nature boy just moments ago. Woo! He lost his composure, and it was fun. That's the way we like it to be in the NWA. Well, fans, we talk about wild and crazy. Sting's imitation of Butch Reed is horrible. It is hot garbage. Doc, thoughts? Was it just me? Or were you also waiting for him to say, hop on me. If you get tired, I'll take over. No, he's not that bad. I wasn't waiting. Did you see I tweeted that out? <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you want to know what Doc's talking about, go to the uh, BTT, BTT underscore podcast Twitter feed, and I posted it on June 9th, 2020. Uh, the Mr. Warndorf promo from Tim Horner, where Tim Horner told Paul Orndorff, slap me, get me in the mood if you know what I mean. And if you get tired, I'll take over. Jump on me. No, thank you, Tim. Um... You know, Sting wasn't that bad right there, but his imitation of Hacksaw Butch Reed was horrible. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Then he got a little scream in there for you. Our buddy Everett yeah. Starr out there, he's going to love that because he loves when Sting pisses you off with the screams. Well, he's, fall <laughs> he's fallen so down, far down on the card now, it's not a big deal. Uh, he's getting ready to win his first title in about two months. Gonna get his okay. gonna get his first title. So yeah, okay. stay tuned. All right. So uh we get the Road Warriors who defeat Mike Jackson and Kip Montana. Uh Doc, any thoughts? Carnage. Yeah. 
that was that was my thoughts too. Yeah. Carnage. Carnage. Yeah, that was my thoughts too. Um and then that is followed by Dick Murdoch defeats Mike Thor. Doc, any thoughts? Okay. So we live in the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex, correct? Something like that, yeah. And so in the middle of this match, Ross says that Dick Murdoch's son is a plays or goes to South Grand Prairie High School, home of the dragons. Yeah, I don't know what he was talking about. Well, it's not that's a big like that's a big area high school. It's well known and they're they're the I believe they're the Warriors. Were they the Dragons back then? No, 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 because I I've been there to play sports around that time. So I can confirm that that's not the case. Do you think Ross is making a side rib at Murdoch being in the KKK and calling yes, his kids high that, school the, the Dragons? Yes. Not at <laughs> it hit me as soon as you said it. <laughs> it hit me as soon as you said it. As soon as you said, do you think Ross, that's when it hit me. I was like, he's making a KKK <laughs> Grand Dragon reference. That's terrible. I, I, came, I came unglued when I heard that. Because <laughs> I knew it was wrong immediately. Because when I heard South Grand, Grand Prairie, my ears perked up. Because you don't yeah. know. So I, I tuned in. I was like, that's not right. Yeah, oh, I was also thinking yes. like they. I mean, I haven't been here that long, but they've been the same mascot since I've lived uh, in DFW. Yeah, <laughs> he, he called it a trick. <laughs> That's terrible, man. It's genius. This is terrible. Jr's got some crazy stories about Murdoch though that I don't know if are really true. Like you know, you hear the one about Murdoch and Dusty Rhodes. They had a mule living in the apartment with him. I'm like, come on, bro. Really? Is that, that mule... is that a craziest thing you'd ever heard from a wrestler? I don't. I mean, it's not the craziest. But the more I think about it, it's like, okay, you got a big ass mule living in an apartment with you. You got a big jackass. When that thing takes a dump, I mean, where's it going? It's you know well, they probably had it for a weekend and then gave it back and then yeah. it's embellished. Now what I but he does tell the stories about Murdoch and his KKK card. Now well, yeah. I've never seen it. I don't know if that's true, but from everything you hear, supposedly maybe that's why, maybe that's why Rod told you Dickie would have eaten you alive, pal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. What I want to know is as we transition. What in the flying blue hell is Stan wearing? Oh my and god! Can, and I can only hope that Harper's were, was wearing something like this out at the bars this past weekend as he was trying to live his last days of freedom. So I have that same note. What is Stan wearing? And we're gonna go to that promo right now. Gentlemen, we're back here on World Championship Wrestling. You know, I was thinking about Paulie dangerously, but not for very long. But when I did, I thought. He can be considered the, the rotten fruits of his mother's labor. Would you not agree with that? I think he's a rotten fruit, all right. As a matter of fact, I'll admit that he's a fruit, period. <laughs> Let me tell you, Paulie Dangerously, he's got this whole thing built up to where it's a high noon showdown, where it's gunfight, it's 
the OK Corral between me and him. This is Chi-Town Rumble. This is Chicago, the Windy City. It's the home of Prohibition, the Roaring Twenties, Al Capone, Elliot Ness, the Untouchables. Hey, did you ever watch the Untouchables on TV? All the time. Late that night in the Southside Chicago apartment of Frank Nitty, Al Capone's gangland enforcer. Paulie Dangerously and his band of cutthroats were plotting the demise of Jim Cornette and his untouchables. Little did they know <laughs> that Cornette and his men had already plotted to send them up the river. That's where you're going to be, Paulie Dangerously. You're going to be taking a ride up the river. No, wait. You're going to have a cement overcoat on and you're going to be in the river because it's going to be like the untouchables meeting Capone's mob. When I open up my violin case, I'm gonna have a tennis racket. When you open up your violin case, you're gonna have a telephone, and the collision is gonna come, the clash is gonna come, and the guy who gets pinned is gonna leave the NWA forever. And there must be a winner. So I want you to remember, Polly, what kind of stakes you got. And I want you to remember this too, Polly, dangerously. I guarantee you this. Your day has come because you think you're gonna be the one to come in here and take Jim Cornette's job, brother. You're far from being right. You're sadly mistaken. And as far as beautiful Bobby and Sweet Stan goes, everybody knows that they're the real Midnight Express. All evil men's time must come. Capone died a broken man. Hitler blew his brains out. They fried Ted Bundy two weeks ago. And Polly, you're next. And ladies and gentlemen, that's the way. Um. Okay, we got to talk about Stan's outfit because it's glorious. It made it hard to concentrate on a damn thing Corny was saying. So he's got the purple shades that he's had on before, the herringbone chain. I think he's had that on before. He's got a, they call it a deep scoop like tank top because it's so deep into his chest. It's orange. He's got the orange. Jean- orange. He's got these jeans on, but the kicker, well, he's got a bracelet on the right on right wrist and a and a timepiece on the left. The kicker is the goddamn trench coat. What the piss is Stan wearing, man? With the the trench coat duster with the sleeves pushed up, 80 stuff. <laughs> this was you know what this was like? This was like a rib in the back where they were like, Stan, Stan was mouthing off like, I could get any rat I want. And somebody dressed him up in the most set of clothes possible to see if even that would stop him from being able to get some ass. <laughs> Who can He looks so ridiculous. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like next week we need to revisit this so Hopper can comment on it. It's, I mean, it, I mean, it really does. And then you got Bobby over there in his pink shirt looking like, man, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, did you see at one point when Bobby, like, taps Stan on the wrist? Like, I think he's yes. about to do it right here. And, I, I like, it's like they're silently talking to each other, code language or something. I don't know. It's the damnedest thing, man. This is, dude, Stan looks so terrible. And you're right. Like, my first note was, what is he wearing? And then I'm like, I can't even concentrate on what Corny's saying. And Corny cut a good promo because Stan looks so so ridiculous. And on top of that, since we know, you know, this feud is like a turd in a, in a, in a punch bowl, you know, that kind of kills it too a little bit. But 
Like, it's like, what the hell? Like, right there. You see how Bobby... T- <laughs> what is... Something's going on there that we're not privy to. Cause, Which is watch. great. Look at, look at Stan. He's smiling and laughing. And Bobby taps him and Stan laughs some more. Something's going on. They see something... And they're they're tele they're te- they're communicating te- telepathy wise or via telepathy right there. Do you agree? Agree. By the way, I just caught it. Bobby's got a. Not only does he have a pink polo, that's fucking windbreaker pants, track oh, pants. No. Look at him. Oh, that's no. track pants, bro. Well, and let's be clear, that ain't a polo. Well, I mean, you know, collared shirt. I'm sorry. Stop. Style like a polo, but there ain't yeah. no polo player on the on the on the titty there. Look at Stan. Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wouldn't you love to have that level of confidence for just five minutes of every day? I would have loved at one point in eighty nine, I would I wish I would have been like twenty one years old and hung out with Stan Lane around that time just to see him in action. I wouldn't want to bug him about anything just to watch him in action. Cause I'm sure it was glorious. Yeah. I, I, I don't disagree. Oh man. This is fabulous. Okay. Any other thoughts on Stan right there? And, and hey, give Corny credit. He's trying to talk Corny, us into the building, too. Yeah, he, he uh, compared Paul E. to Hitler and Ted Bundy and all kinds of shit. He called him a fruit. Come on, man. Jesus. All right. Well, we go to Mike Rotunda, who defeats Rick Allen. I have nothing from this. Doc, what about you? Yeah, I don't think I have anything either, sir. Then we go to the last match on the show. JYD, Michael Hayes, and Sting versus Max MacGyver and Cruel Connection 1 and 2. Doc, any thoughts on that nonsense? JYD is only 36 right there. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I was, no. watching a, I was watching a clip today of him from uh, Mid-South and... 82 when he looked different different person totally not even not even close to be honest with you i mean well this this has some unfortunate to it so let's hear this yeah this is the closing promo Uh, this is how they go off air after hayes jyd and sting defeat macgyver cruel connection and crew connection one and two they go to a promo it's jyd hayes and sting with jr um, the BTT, uh, does not, um, we do not stand behind the words of Michael Hayes here. This is inappropriate. And let's hear what Hayes has to say. Here it is. This hour, and, uh, I'm surrounded by a lot of beef here, gentlemen, a lot of big events coming your way. A lot of things, and you gotta be on top to stay on top. But you know, I want to make something clear. I ain't Elvis Presley, and I ain't Frank Sinatra, but if I want to get something done, Baby, I do it my way because I am Michael P.S. Hayes, the showstopper. Nothing sexier, nothing hotter. Michael, I want to say this. You guys are going to have a big match. February 15th in Cleveland, you're going to go for the six-man tag team championships of the world. Ten ruin the Road Warriors. What are your thoughts on that? Who, who made six-man tag team what it is today? One answer, the fabulous Freebirds. 
What JY, big title on the line. A Japanese and the and the and the Road Warriors. Well, you like they said, down in the jungle deep death, set three bad monkeys sitting at the dog's feet. And I said time and time again, every dog needs a bunk to chew And we got And we got ourselves some bones, baby. Stinger, <laughs> February 15th in Cleveland. A yeah. few comments here from you. You know, Rossi, I was telling you a little while ago about losing my composure. Well, the Road Warriors made me lose my composure one day when I did a double half gear, half twist, like a Greg Lugana special off the top. But guess what? The Stinger's still standing because you know why? I am the Stinger. One <laughs> thing across. They're talking about how big Tenero is. I love to slap a Jap. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week Whoa. on Championship. Jesus Rumble. Christ, man. I, I, Harper, you can't say that. Oh, wait, that's not Harper. I'm just used to saying, Harper, you can't say that. But come on. What the hell? You, Michael Hayes needs to grow up. That was all kind of discombobulated. First, Hayes is rapping and quoting Frank Sinatra, well, My yeah. Way. But he also said the showstopper. He can't tell him he's not God's gift to women right there. He really thinks he's just, he's, he's King Dingling. Yeah, but I wonder if he's the one that gave that to Shawn Michaels. Okay. <laughs> what the hell, JYD, talking about three bad monkeys sitting down at the dog's feet, but every bone, <laughs> every bone dog needs a bone to chew on. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not trying to be insensitive racially. I didn't understand a word that motherfucker said. Three bad monkeys sitting down at the dog's feet, but every dog needs a bone. I said every dog needs a bone to chew on. What the hell? I've heard that every dog needs a bone to chew on a million times, but with the three bad monkeys, that was, that, that was like... Then Sting screams... Because that's what he does. And then Hayes just puts a bowl yeah. on it with the most insensitive comment you can do. I'd love I just love that. to slap a damn Hayes. Come on, man. Come on. Different day, different time, Doc. Different day, different time. All right. What other thoughts you got on this one? Well, when's baseball season start? That's a good question. I think they're, as of us talking about this, they're still trying to iron that out. I was talking about in 1989. Oh, well, so we got a little, we got a little bit longer and then there's going to be a bunch of like 45, 48 minute episodes coming. That's when things get a plus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, think about it. It's February right now. So we got to get into April before we get to that. So there you go. Um, there will be some short episodes coming though. So there you go. Uh, all right. Um, so we got to rate this thing and we got to, uh, give out some Rolexes first. want to remind you a lot of people using the Amazon referral link, please continue to use it. If you're not using it, please use it. It's tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Do us a favor. Give that link to your family members, your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whatever you got side pieces, all that good stuff tinyurl.com slash btt amazon i realize not everyone can become a patron but i would say many people if not most shop on amazon so if you want to support this show and you can't afford becoming a patron use the amazon referral link tinyurl.com slash btt amazon great way to support this show without spending spending anything extra okay, you know Doc. if enough if enough people did that regularly Harper could tell his shoe job to shove it, and he could come be with us tonight. 
I don't know about that, but um, yeah, I hear you. Okay. Um, I tell you what, I'm gonna rate this thing, and I think I'm gonna shock it. you. So I'm gonna give it an A, and it's I was just entertained by this episode. They're Ric Flair's promo talking about Japanese women. Flair and Steamboat mixing it up, building things up for the pay-per-view, the Road Warriors. Sting kind of even made me laugh, trying to imitate Butch Reed. Corny was good. Good Lord, Stan Lane was ridiculous. We just talked about it. And then that closing promo was so much of a train wreck. Um, Yeah, I'm giving this thing an A. So what are you giving it? You're going to say that I'm being harder on this than I should be. Okay. But I liked it too. Rate it. Rate it. Uh, give me a B plus. No, I don't think you're being uh, hard. It's too much change, man. I don't like it. <laughs> we lost Tony and JJ in the same episode. I can't do with that. Yeah. So we now need to give out the Rolex. And I've mentioned this a few times on this episode. If you're not a patron, but want the upcoming clashes in the Chi-Town Rumble pay-per-view... You'll need to become one at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. That's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Not only will you get the upcoming clash in the Chi-Town Rumble, but you will get all of the clashes that we did last year, along with the pay-per-views that we did last year, plus everything else up on our Patreon feed as well, which is over 200-plus episodes. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Those live streams that we were doing during the pandemic, all of those ended up being on our Patreon feed, too. So we live streamed them for our patrons, but then we put them up for on-demand access as well if you wanted them on the Patreon feed. So there you go. All right, Doc, uh, it is Rolex time. I know I went first with the rating, but I'm going to give out my Rolex first anyway. I'm going with Wallace Stanfield Lane with that ridiculous outfit that he had on. He didn't say a word, and he's getting a Rolex. That might be a first. I don't know. Thoughts? Hard to argue. I mean, he's got a lot of different looks going on there, but I got to go with Rick, man. Rick's out there fighting in dress clothes, talking about cross-cultural sexual relations. <laughs> terrible. And, and once again, carrying both sides of the talking for a main event feud, so. So Rick and his lone trainee get the Rolexes this week. Yes. There we go. All right. So let's wind this thing uh, up and uh, get ready to get up on out of here. Doc, you got anything before we break bread and get out of it on this week's episode? Well, I hope that everybody, this, this episode has find, found everybody to be especially blessed. Hey, let me tell you, we always miss Harper when he's not here, just like you do. I mean, we miss the little fella. He's a... Uh, <laughs> We, you know, as this is our birthday month continued, we, we've grown real fond of him, and uh, we, we, you know, we hope he gets better and gets back to us soon. Totally agree. Totally agree. So, uh, yeah, Harper's not here. Uh, I want to remind you, if you uh, did not hear the announcement last week, uh, at the end of the episode, we, they had to postpone Wildcat X-rated. So it was supposed to take place on June 29th. It obviously got postponed due to what's going on in the world. So no new date has been announced as of yet. So we will see. As soon as a date is announced, we will obviously announce it here. Because uh, hopefully we can still do the uh, BTT 
meet up. We'll see, though. Uh, but again, Wildcat was postponed. It was supposed to be June 29th. That is not the case now. No new date is announced yet. We will announce the date as soon as we know a date. So there's that. All right. Uh, before we get out of here, just a couple of quick things. I want to mention our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT, slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us. Please support them. Thank you, Joe and Quinn, for all your plugs. Uh, please give them a listen. Also, check out Mike Pru and JV and the Bottom Line cast. Mike Pru and JV do our ECW shows on our Patreon feed, so you're familiar with them if you're a Patreon member. Check out their free show on their feed. Uh, called the bottom line cast where they cover the career of stone cold steve austin doc that's all i got as far as plugs um do you have anything else and i think we need to get our blessed asses on out of here i'm with you so since hopper is not here uh why don't you do the honors tonight and uh hit that tagline and take us home book it bitch <laughs> <laughs>